0: We've never seen a perfect marriage,
1: but we have seen marriages that are full of laughter and life,
0: conflict and misunderstandings, growth and hope. We want to dive into the nuts and bolts of those relationships.
1: There are no experts here, just real talk with real couples who really like each other.
0: This is Marriage Lab with Aaron
1: and Jenna. Hey, welcome to Marriage Lab. I beat you to it again. This is Jenna. <laughs> I don't know what that voice
0: is. And this is Aaron. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, you did. it. You could actually, if you rewind and slow it down, you can hear me go. In <sighs> the like,
1: time that I said the whole yeah. intro. <laughs> um.
0: So I was listening to this podcast. So I, I've talked about the uh a podcast on here before called um the place we find ourselves with Adam Young. Wait a and second.
1: It- How. Where do you have time to listen to all these podcasts? I do because have... I do
0: so much with numbers that is some uh, some stuff doesn't take your, like desk. some yeah tons of thought work so I can especially lots of data entry I can um or things that are just more repetitive that he, that I've done a lot.
1: Okay, I have to say one more thing too. Uh, you quoted the other day. You referenced a book. The title. The author and the like scripture, and I was like, I literally don't know who wrote any of the books I've read. I don't know the titles for most of them. And who I was
0: wrote like, this book? Um, like, it's if, the Bible. It's God. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But people
1: be like, "What's it called?" Am I? Uh, I don't even. I have no idea. So I'm like, "Wow, our brains work so differently." Definitely,
0: I am way better at categorizing. Categorize details. details. You're yeah. way
1: better at details. I literally can't quote myself. I'll say something, people, and I'll try it's to do it. And so I'm like, true. oh. Here's a general idea of what I just said, yeah. maybe. Ballpark.
0: Well, so I've talked about that podcast a lot, and he would always reference this guy named Kurt Thompson. He's a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist. Oh, Kurt Thompson. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Kirk. It's Kurt. Dang it. See? And actually, our friend Kirk, she would, Jenna would constantly call him Kurt. Well, actually, I think you thought you were saying Kirk, but you would always stop before you got the harsh K out. This is news to me. I didn't know So you know would this. go, Kurt. Kurt. You wouldn't finish the K, and it would sound like Kurt. Same. I'm like you're same. saying Kurt, and you're like, yeah, Kirk. And I'm like, no.
1: You also pointed out to me that I used to call the animal a wolf.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> would never be more. It's pissed. the big bad wolf. I'm like the what? The, did you say wolf? And she's like, yeah, wolf. I also uh,
1: said people who couldn't hear were deaf.
0: <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs>
1: Not your detail oriented person over here. Okay, continue, after I derailed your
0: (laughs) Okay. Kurt Thompson. Um, and he quotes him a lot. And so I I saw one of these like, hey, if you like this podcast, you'll like this podcast. And it was called Being Known Podcast. And I was like, ooh, that I like that title. Let me just be known. Yeah, so I just opened it up and it was like Kurt Thompson. I was like, wow, great. So, anyways, the first episode called Being Known. Um, Kurt says this um, this line that i had to stop and rewind it and listen to it over and over and even as i like and then i wrote it down and even as i reread it i would tear up um and it has to do with being a parent and he said the only way to not screw up your kids is to not have them kids don't need parents that are perfect they need parents who are honest and genuinely willing to repair rupture when they're responsible for the rupture Kids then learn that life, joy, and flourishing are not to be found in the absence of suffering or hardship, but literally can be discovered in the middle of both, and despite both, because suffering and pain does not define who they are. Mm. Rather, they are defined by connection to someone who is always coming to find them, even in their suffering.
2: Mm. (sighs) So
0: good. (laughs) So, anyways. Um... Our guests on today, oh, uh, kind of extra special because yeah. they are they have their own podcast. So we have
1: it's Inception again, and then you're going to tell me I don't understand how Inception works, but
0: it's a podcast in <laughs> a podcast. Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, that that's that's a better example. This better example. Okay, okay. Um, Adam and Carissa King, they have. Um, a podcast called Dear Young Married Couple. Um, They also have lots of product and good stuff around helping married couples, not just young married couples, but that was their whole idea is this letter to young married couples. Like, what would we say to young married couples? Well, Well, it turns out that that stuff works for Old married couples, too. So, um, us, us old folks as yeah, well. Married as long as we have. So, BTW, I, I
1: totally told someone we've been married 15 years the other day. And then I told them when I was married, and they're like, you know, that math's off a <laughs> lot. I was that's like,
0: inaccurate. Okay. Yeah. Nope. I, is it? Oh, I think I've been saying it wrong, too. How long have you been? I don't remember what years. I oh, mean. I think we even said this in a. Like oh, our another? Pr- so, pre- apparently,
1: pre- we still don't know how long we've been married. <laughs> I
0: think it's 12 years
1: oh that's so sad i was running into 15 <laughs> now i feel discouraged
0: sorry oh. all right well
1: if i could turn back time you I can't cut you, that out you I, can't cut that out
0: i thought you said the f word right oh no <laughs> i was quoting like, some share. happening <laughs> all right
1: and on that note here's our, the episode back it there yep there you go. <laughs>
0: there you go lack
1: thereof you said on that note and I was trying to make a joke about not being able to carry a note
0: okay. oh that was a good one now that <laughs> if I it understand was understandable it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay let's do it Chris and King and Claire nope Nope. what's his name Adam <laughs> <laughs> i <I'm> not Claire
0: <laughs> Chris is not married to Claire no that is <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I'm, All right. I'm fired here we go It's got to be one in every marriage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'd be lost without us. (laughs) All right. Welcome to Marriage Lab. We have our friends, Adam and Carissa King, on the podcast. Welcome, you guys.
3: Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're so honored to be here. We love what you're doing at Marriage Lab.
4: Yeah. Good to reconnect.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We love what you're doing at Dear Young Married Couple. That is your podcast as well as kind of your platform for a lot of other things Um, lots of resources yeah Yeah. well i want to dive into that in a second but just how we know you guys and we were friends.
1: Wait, wait. I get to. T- I get to tell the story. Adam and I worked <laughs> at a middle school in town together as lunch duty aides. <laughs> yes, we would direct all the kids, and it was so fun. And then we both found out that we were newlyweds. We both love All of us love Jesus. So we're like, let's do a double date, and then we all hit it off.
0: Yeah, yes. we started. We we're all the games we would play together, and <laughs> what
1: war- was it?
4: Queens alley back alley
0: oh yeah, yeah back, alley. Back, alley. back alley oh my
1: goodness
4: throwback yeah. it's kind of like spades but with a twist i yeah. remember that it's yeah. so much fun
0: <laughs> that was we had a ton of fun back yeah. then and uh i was i was just thinking about telling jenna's this is way back in the day um when we were first hanging out with you guys um, we both go to very different churches or went to very different churches back yes. then. And I, well, our church can be known as a weird church. And so I was always so nervous that at some point we were going to get confronted. <laughs> like, about, they were going to confront yes, us. Like, about our church. And we're all, I was it's
3: just, okay. We, we're weird too. We're <laughs> being hostile too.
4: Just, <laughs> just embrace the weirdness. Yeah.
1: It well, was not a missionary friendship. No, they just that, liked us for us. That
0: was honestly, there was like this little voice in me that was just like, <laughs> guard yourself at some point they're gonna tell you what you believe is wrong and that never happened and so i just actually felt really safe with you guys so i was like oh they really like us for us yeah Aww. It, Aww. so it was funny because
1: so we lost touch y'all moved on to get did you guys move to get your degrees is that what happened yeah yeah we did yeah. So, so a lot yeah. of initials after your name yeah, so tell so, us all of your qualifications <laughs> oh
0: my goodness carissa king lmft adam king was it lcc yeah Limited so, liability. CLC. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, it's certified life coach but i'm Cer- also okay. yeah then i have my bachelor's in philosophy and my master's in christian apologetics okay Ooh. yeah
3: he's super smart guys oh
4: <laughs> yes i
0: remember this from i remember back when you were just like dishing it all out to me about like explaining <laughs> the apologetics and all this. I'm like, whoa, this is this is next level deep stuff here. You're, don't yeah. be
1: don't be too embarrassed. I have my uh, bachelor's in hospitality tourism. So nice. drop yeah. right
0: there.
4: Wine tasting class, my
1: senior deep. year. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's and hilarious.
4: then Chris said, well she, she won't say it, but she got her LMFT so her marriage and family therapist, but she's also almost Finished with her, um doctorate in theology.
2: <gasps> Whoa!
4: Wow. It's
1: trying <laughs> yeah. with two kids, nonetheless, too. So all excuses wow. out the door. <laughs> yeah. Well done, guys. <laughs> Doctor. Oh. Uh,
0: this is uh Aaron and Jenna Nada after our names. That was just nada.
1: Oh. We got no- <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for oh, us. My like, we to <laughs> <laughs> No, but you the know they Are incredible. What? We were oh, gonna I'm say that gonna... we reconnect. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. This is going to happen the
0: whole time. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> Especially between
1: us, probably too. Yeah. <laughs> um, we reconnected with you guys because I bought your um one of my friends works with the organization Moral Evolution. And for Christmas, yes. she was like, You guys, you need to buy your husband's this deck of cards um called Sexpectations. Se- and I purchased <laughs> it and Aaron was looking he was stoked, obviously. Good I recommendation, like, Caitlin. <laughs> great.
0: This is going to be a whole pack full of positions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he thought it was all different
1: things to try. And then he saw yes. your names on it. And he was like, no way. What are the odds? So then he Googled y'all and found out that you had
0: done so much more. I was yelling from the room like, Jenna, they're a big deal. Go tell oh, my
1: word. <laughs> in hilarious. bed. So we reconnected in bed with you guys. <laughs>
0: in <laughs> bed. Yes. I, I went and watched your videos. And then I started listening to your podcast. I was like. I saw Aww. Dr. Gary Chapman on one episode and I was like, Aww. What? How did you do that? <laughs> so anyway, he's, a f- he's
1: fanboying right now. Yeah, give him a it was,
0: it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun catching up and going, I know them. I know them.
4: <laughs> well, when so you guys they- reached out, we're like, Whoa, no way. They have a podcast. So we
3: started listening to your podcast too. So good. And you guys sound just like Way back in the day. And oh, then when we, you popped on the video today, I was like, and they
1: still look the same. <laughs> you guys are just so the same, Erin and Jenna.
4: It's literally yeah. been maybe 10 years.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't I it weird so that we're so at a point yeah. in life that you can say it's been a
4: decade? Like, as but adult that friends weird. that you've had a
1: decade of space, you're like, so right. So weird. It and it's weird. like we never,
4: like, stopped being friends. I, so I, I, me, I was like, dang totally. it, I wish you guys
1: lived closer. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I
3: know. <laughs> well, so we're serious. in Reading quite a bit, so we should connect Oh, that's great. Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Super fun. Yeah. Well, would you tell our mm-hmm. listeners how long you guys have been married, how many kids you have, and then like what it is that you both do together? Sure. Yes.
4: Well, we're married together.
0: Okay. <laughs> we got that one. Got-
4: done. Um, we, uh, yeah, we've been married for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have two kids. So Adeline is four, almost four. She's going to be four in, in just a few weeks. And
3: she's having a Sprinkles
1: and Sparkles birthday
4: party. Oh, that girl. pretty much <laughs> describes her personality. Oh, so,
1: so she takes after you, Adam?
4: Yeah. <laughs> no.
2: You, you yeah. guys,
0: Adam's craft drawer with all the glitter you guys have to see at some point.
4: <laughs> As I'm wearing all black, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. And then Forrest is two and a half Mm
2: -hmm. and
4: all boy and very, (laughs) it's so funny because Adeline is so extrovert. We thought, you know, Forrest is probably going to be the opposite, right? That just Mm -hmm. makes sense. But he's completely extrovert and fun and like, it's just. I love my kids. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh,
3: they cool. are they are amazing and a handful and –
4: Teaching us things every day.
3: Energizing <laughs> and energy depleting all at yeah, once. Yeah.
4: That's <laughs> a good
1: way to put it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you guys know. You guys yeah. are in the thick of it too. Much, you guys,
1: yeah. Yours are eight – and what eight, are the other
0: oh, ages? Almost eight, almost five, and two and a half. And okay.
1: Being on vacation with them, the, that's so good to put it. There's mo- highs, and you're like, this is the best. And then lows, you're like, oh my gosh, why it's, did it's we take
0: them out of the house? moment to moment, Seriously? it's a roller coaster.
1: Oh my goodness. It really for is. For sure. It really is. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> how? tell us about Dear married, wait, young,
4: young Married Couple. Young Married Couple. couple. D-Y-M-C. Okay. Oh, sure. So a while back... Um, well, Chris has been a, a therapist for over 10 years oh, wow. and, um, she's been, you know, like she loves working with married couples at that point. I was, um, about 10 years ago, I was, um, well, we were youth pastors and, um, I loved working with couples or not working with couples, but, you know, counseling and mm-hmm. talking with mentoring, young, mentoring and stuff. Right, okay. I loved that space. Yeah. And Chris had discovered that she loved working with couples. And um, I, down the road, I guess, we thought, you know what? It'd be fun to support married couples, young married couples, because we saw that there was a need for mm-hmm. like kind of helping mentor and you know, kind of watch these pitfalls as we were going through them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So we decided, hey, why don't we write a book? on marriage because, of course, we're super qualified.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had I been mean, married, she- what, like all of three years yeah. or
4: something? <laughs> and So we were like, well, who is going to listen to us? So we thought, you know, why don't we curate and we go to a whole bunch of uh, couples that have been married a lot longer than us and even people who haven't and find out like, okay, what works and what doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
4: then, and then bring all these together as a, as a letter to a couple. Mm-hmm. So cool. we came up with that name. Um, actually, we were on a vacation. Uh, we were on a backpacking trip, and we decided, "How about dear young married couple?" We, as we were like, as a
3: letter name, as like a name, we're like, "That's
4: awesome." As we we're like walking down, like the, trail. the book cover
3: can be like lined paper, and then like all the couples who contribute can have their signature on the cover of the book, oh. and like it was just so this cool. book idea, right? So It
4: was a book idea, and and we went away. To start writing it, we went to uh, Reno and Atlantis, Atlantis <laughs> and this is like Chris's happy place to get a massage and everything. <laughs> and I remember sitting down and, and we're starting to write this and I'm like, babe, I think before we need we write a book, we probably need to start like connecting with people and not just like, we have a book, read it. Yeah, we, <laughs> sure, you know, we sure. probably need to have an audience and have people that we can have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. So that's really the beginning of Dear Young Married Couple.
3: On social.
4: On social. Yeah. Yeah. We still oh. haven't written the book.
3: Yeah. We've <laughs> written pieces of it, but okay. we we ended up finding that there was a need um, beyond maybe the book. And the book will come eventually, but we, we found that people, especially young married couples are busy and they're in ministry and they're parenting and they're in school and they – They are wanting to connect on a deep level Mm. and they're just busy. So Mm. we actually decided a book may not be the first – uh, route that we go to help these couples. So we ended up coming up with other resources first. So I don't know if we, we want us to share about other resources. Yeah, no, that,
0: that'd be great. The, go ahead and tell us some of the some of the things you have. I know we mentioned the sex expectation cards, but you can describe <laughs> yeah. those more because I did not describe it well and what my expectations were.
1: <laughs> yeah. Instead of a bunch <laughs> of positions, Aaron cried the first time we did. <laughs> True story.
0: Hey, I like to tell people
4: you're welcome. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's good news right yeah, there yeah mm-hmm. I love I, so it's funny because even though you know we created that card deck to help couples connect about their sex life mm-hmm. um, we still go through them
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: I mean
4: we we go through them just because we change and it's it's really helpful sometimes to get to know our expectations so something that's really helpful. people to keep in mind is that frustration is the result of unmet or uncommunicated expectations Mm. so if i have an expectation of like sex is supposed to go this way and it doesn't go that way i'm in for frustration and hurt and sadness and Mm -hmm. then fill in all the other negative emotions Mm -hmm. so we said well you know we, we noticed that couples were just missing each other after working with them for years like they're just missing each other because of um, these unmet or broken expectations that we gather from our families of origin or maybe traumas or hurts in our past. Mm -hmm. And if we don't talk about these things, these vulnerabilities, these sensitive areas, we tend to miss each other.
2: Mm -hmm. And
4: in the most vulnerable place ever is, is in bed, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's spiritually and emotionally, and physically vulnerable. yeah. And so if we're not prepared for that, we hadn't have those crucial conversations, we miss each other.
2: Right.
3: Mm. Yeah. And that's what expectations is all about. It's about finding out what is the recipe card that makes up your spouse's um, sexual expectations. And that recipe card can change. We have to update that recipe card.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so it's not about positions.
2: <laughs>
3: Although you might find yourself in different positions. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's really about how are we connecting intimately, both in and out of the bedroom. And, um, you know, there's fun stuff on there. Like, uh, you know.
4: What's your favorite color? <laughs> yeah.
3: But like, what are, what are your favorite? top three favorite places on your body to be kissed. Um, Mm. But then there's also um, you know non-in-the-bedroom stuff like um, what was your family's attitude around sexuality, your family of origin growing up? What was their attitude um, towards sex? And so you'll find out a lot about your spouse, but you'll also find out what are they wanting? What are they needing? What haven't we communicated? And we often hear from people like, kind of like what you said, Erin, like, On the first card, there were tears or, you know, like, I, these are questions I never even thought I needed to ask or I wanted to ask, but I didn't know how. And, um, yeah, that's why we we created it.
4: Depending on, depending on our, our experience around sex growing Mm up, like for us raised in a conservative Christian Mm
0: -hmm. household,
4: sex was like not talked about. That was, Mm -hmm. that was somewhere we didn't go. So, um. You know, bringing up. So, by the way, babe, about sex. You know, that was really <laughs> hard to broach any sort of conversation like that for both right. of us. And so, this is something we had to work through. Mm-hmm. And then, after working with a lot of couples, we're like, you yeah, know, this would be good for couples to be talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's expectations. We have two other decks too. And One this second, is not real quick. a promo.
1: Oh, sorry. I have a question. So when yeah. did, when is it ideal time or when do you recommend people using that sex expectation? Like date night or actually before sex or, you know, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Ideal time. All of the
1: above. All of the <laughs> above. Yeah.
3: So a lot of folks keep it in their glove compartment. So like if they're on a road trip, they can be having these conversations. And we like to say this. Talk about sex before you have sex, while you're having sex, and after you have sex. Mm. Um, and not just like immediately before and after, but mm. but like – have conversations about the bedroom when you're not having sex. Because think right? about it:
4: like if I did something that wasn't exactly pleasurable for my wife, it could feel I could feel very defensive as she brings that up right after we had sex. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so you didn't like, oh, you know, yeah. or even during, like, stop that. Well, okay, and you know, <laughs> yeah, everybody's probably had that sort of experience, right? Mm-hmm. So we in, we encourage, yeah, talk about it before. Here, here's what i would like let's try that whatever mm-hmm. and then during and instead we like to tell people instead of saying don't do that you know redirect yeah mm-hmm. don't do this. don't correct redirect like this oh, okay. actually that feels great. good. or take mm-hmm. your husband's hand and put it here rather than saying stop that and smacking his hand
1: <laughs>
2: yeah you know
4: or <laughs> her hand whatever right that's and then so after good. how did it go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: the debrief after the
0: debriefing. It is interesting
1: how like I mean I always heard about I would say people talk about a dance and you get more comfortable with each other, but mm-hmm. you have to talk about it communication. But what I didn't I didn't think about is as Aaron's been more honest is how much rejection and how t- so you're supposed to talk about it, but then like in a sensitive way. And mm. then so it just felt like a uh, almost like a setup to lose like you're like okay like in the moment i have to be like talk about it communicate but then do it in a way that's really soft but while being present because otherwise like i might not be yes. present in this encounter if i'm giving direct you know like not whatever. totally so yes. it just felt like a yeah. lot so.
0: which was great i mean the part of why that first card i had such a like a triggered moment from it is uh-huh. because of how much rejection and shame uh, i i like I grew up with this, uh, what I've heard somebody call a pornographic style of relating. And so mm. I, mm. Um, porn was my teacher and my mm. the way that yeah. I learned about sex. And so this style of relating with my wife came from porn. It came from, mm. it was this um, like a self-centered um, and not in like an unkind, like I'm super selfish, but it was very focused on what I want. Right. It was uh, objectifying her in different yeah. parts of her body um it was very and very isolated experience and so there was so much vulnerability terrifying vulnerability around it that um mm-hmm. any kind of um you know assertiveness on her part felt it, a, a little poke on her part felt like a stab wound for me mm. and so this question kind of was one of those like that opened opened that up and i <laughs> I think we were both mm. naked when we read that, and I, <laughs> I was just so. like, "Oh, like uh, was, wow. I don't know that we
1: had sex after that, did we? I don't. I,
2: don't I can't we imagine what I <laughs> yeah. did." But
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean,
0: these things are. Yeah. This kind of stuff is. It's all yeah. in there. I mm-hmm. am. Um, I, I, I'm assuming as an LMFT, and I wouldn't be surprised if you read it. But the body keeps the score by best Oh yeah. Read oh, yeah. that the,
3: several times, folks. Yeah,
0: it's so yeah. good, but it like the past isn't behind us it's inside of us and so i'm i'm like living out every sexual experience that we have through this lens that i didn't even realize Mm. was there for the longest time so that's what i think these cards are super helpful to go whoa my Mm. lens is pretty dirty you know Uh, and so there's mm -hmm. some healing that needs to happen there
3: yeah. Good reflection, Erin. That's that's so. insightful. I like hearing, you know, people have different takes on it and they experience the deck in different ways. And I love hearing the healing work that is taking place. ING, it's present progressive. It's not like mm-hmm. it's going to bam, past tense. We're good now, right? <laughs> but, you know, your healing work is happening, mm. um, you know, as a result of all the work that you're doing in your marriage, the podcast can probably help. Um, and then also, you know, spiritual work that you're doing and then getting resources on board.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's cool to think about it like healing versus um failing. Like I feel like I hear people uh, yeah, because of good. this idealism of whatever wherever they've got it. usually Hollywood cuz you, like you said most yeah. of our friends haven't been taught by their parents or like a a rep mm-hmm. Predictable source, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. unrealistic expectation. And then when they don't meet it, there is this like, we're failing, we're not doing it right. And then almost like a give up mentality versus the mm. idea of like healing towards, you know, whatever yeah. your mm-hmm. marker is going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well said, Jen. I
4: think that that marriage is God's tool for sanctification.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> children too. <laughs> you well,
0: that got too. Yes. So so that people. too. <laughs> it, so it's
4: it's so true, and yeah. and sex is is the the most you know vulnerable time that we mm-hmm. have with our spouse mm-hmm. or the lead up to that, right?
2: Right. And
4: it's a powerful motivator for us to put ourselves on that like vulnerable in that vulnerable space right. to work out those deep wounds. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's really where they become most apparent
1: mm-hmm.
4: is, is there.
1: Yeah. yeah
4: so good.
1: do you think, is there like, um, what would keep, what do you see? Cause you guys have talked to so many people that keep mm-hmm. people from being willing to look at those hard places. Like what are typical speed mm-hmm. bumps? They're like, ah, uh, it's not worth it. Or yeah. To do the work of healing.
4: Yeah. Fear and shame.
3: Yep. Fear and shame to sum it up, you know, fear of the unknown. What's going to happen if I'm vulnerable, if I open up and share, um, will I be rejected or will I be exposed or will I be, um, you know, put on, on blast or, you know, all these, the fears of the unknown.
4: And, and and a lot of times too, if trust has been broken, that will be another big barrier Mm
2: -hmm. to intimacy. So
4: then that would be you know addressing okay do i trust is there trust in there, is there commitment mm-hmm. and their forgiveness so yeah. kind of like those would be the main categories that we would start looking at if if there's a breakdown okay is there shame uh, shame of how they see themselves how they see their body yeah um mm-hmm. All, all of that like connected because, you know, for a lot of people, they see sex as being sinful if, they're, if they've been raised in church.
3: Right. Because shame can come from sin, sinful experiences and upbringing, but shame can also come from silence,
2: hmm.
3: you know, and if you have this upbringing of silence around sex and sexuality, then a lot of shame can develop there because you start realizing that you are a sexual being, but there's been silence around that. And so really what the message that that sends is it's, it's bad to be a sexual being. Mm. And, um, and so this who I am, right? We've, we've heard, you know, you feel guilt for what you've done. You feel shame for who you are. So you start recognizing parts of who you are coming out in your sexual expression and you go, ooh, I, I don't like that. That's, that's dirty. That's naughty. That's sinful. That's bad. And, and even though it's a beautiful gift that God has given us, that's not how your brain registers it. Hmm. So shame can come from sin, but it can also come from silence.
1: That makes sense. It's interesting because, like, we grew up in a, like, with kids dating goodbye and all those things. So I, but then I didn't have um, any exposure to porn or anything like that. But I think the flip side of, like, we don't talk about as much is that I feel like I I almost shut it down entirely. I would tease sometimes. I'm like, I'm asexual. Which is not yeah, funny, but it really had to like. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Not for Aaron. I had to go on this journey. Exactly, not for Aaron. Uh, this was prior to Aaron. I wouldn't tease that post-marriage. I
0: would be saying, "Yep, she's asexual." Yeah. But no, no, no. Not he would really. not say that. I
1: was like, "That's confusing." Not but, really. but what it did was, I had to learn to actually have needs because I like shut it down so much yes. that I that felt vulnerable, and it was like unlearning that. I had to learn to connect like that. I think I just made yeah, right. right. it self-sufficient
0: off like, the engine and turn this thing yes. on. And it that had is, been praised yeah.
1: for so long to be that way. And then it was like, oh, and it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like zero to a hundred. It wasn't like an on switch and then everything ran <laughs> normally. It yes. was all, I was right. like, Oh, okay. Like I have to want this and think about it. It's almost like cultivating a sex it drive is. after you shut one down for decades, mm-hmm. you know? Oh. That's, that's a so good title
3: of of a resource that you need to create, cultivating a sex drive. <laughs> like people need that. Yeah. And it has to be cultivated.
4: We interviewed Laura Brotherson and she calls it uh no 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 to go go go.
3: Yeah. Oh. And that's how yes.
4: lo- that's how a lot of people um <laughs> have, have been raised. Yeah. Shut it down, <laughs> sex is bad. Don't look around. Don't do anything with your mind about and I'm not I'm not advocating people to like have sexual fantasies outside of marriage, yeah. but, but anything that comes in their mind, they, they immediately say, Oh, that's bad. That's bad. I must be bad. I'm that mm-hmm. I'm sinful. Yeah. Right. And they're shutting it right. down, shutting it down, shut it down, and then expect it just to like flourish as soon as they let it go. Right. Yeah. And some, for some people it's a simple and easy transition for some people. It really is difficult.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, with, uh, the therapy work that you have been doing, Chris, and I, am sure you guys both meet with couples, um, yeah, we do. Um, yeah. Together. Um, what have you found that your, um, schooling in the LMFT as well as, um, the coaching that you've done, Adam, how has, and especially working with couples on an ongoing basis, how has that practice been, um, like what are the positive and negative effects of that on your own connection in the midst mm. of doing working with a bunch of couples?
3: Yes. Ah. Oh, so, I mean, so many good things for sure, but of course the, it has its downfalls too. Um, but on a positive note, I think it helps us analyze. We do like kind of this para thinking about mm. our relationship, right? So if we're arguing, we will often flip into like, talking about our arguments.
4: Right?
0: Okay. <laughs> it's pretty meta, so, you like think about yes, thinking. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Well, you've heard name it to tame it. Mm-hmm. It's it's very much that idea that if you see your pattern, which is very EFT, emotionally focused therapy, mm-hmm. that's if you know what your pattern is because we all dance very similar dances. We just mm-hmm. change the data points inside of our dance. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I but call it's it the, the reoccurring con-
1: tension or conflict. Yeah, absolutely,
4: totally, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if you're very familiar with that, you can start to pick out. Okay, here I go. Here she goes. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, <laughs> do we really want to go and start stepping on each other's toes? They're like, do we? Mm-hmm. Is that really going to be beneficial? Am right. I going to? Is it worth it? You know. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of come to a decision way sooner than. Yeah. Normal.
3: Yeah. So in terms of the dance, I would say the benefit is we can recognize it and stop quickly.
4: Almost so much quicker than early on in our marriage.
3: But the downfall is that we identify each other's steps. And (laughs) that is more triggering.
4: Yeah. (laughs) To
3: call each other out. Like you're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You're oh look, you're being defensive. And and like, well, you're you're being the pursuer right now. And I'm like, okay. Well, you're being defensive, and that's why I was pursuing because you're being defensive. You're withdrawing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that <laughs> happens
0: to you guys too. Uh,
1: this, that 100 us actually even those those the defensive and pursuing. Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. I think one of the things <laughs> it, it's very it's very beneficial for us to do this. Um, I think what it's really though helped, like like we've pointed out, is. Um, kind of being able to point and say, okay, this is what I'm doing yeah, and own it quickly. Cause we know the steps, how to get out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. We know that um, it's not by saying, here's your issue. It's saying, here's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that I I hurt you. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me give you a story. (laughs) Um, Remember we were kind of laughing about taking kids on vacations.
2: Oh yeah. This
4: is a like, you're right. (laughs) Total highlights, total like worst parts of your life, you know, only on (laughs) on vacations. So about, I don't know, a few months ago, we were in New York city. Um, We took the kids to, we did a seminar on Long Island. It was just like an amazing trip. Um, And we decided to take the kids, which is, (laughs) we had a great time, got great pictures.
3: Remember they're two and three.
4: (laughs) But it was very difficult, right? Like going down Chinatown, like with our, like, with, a, like, a double side-by-side stroller, like, trying to miss the yams and not, go, not <laughs> knock over, like, the, I have no idea what this thing is on the, you know.
3: And Adeline's going, when are we going to Statue Perodes. of Liberty? When are we going to Statue of Liberty? When
4: are yeah. I-? So, so in other words, there was so much going on. And I remember, like, we got to about, it was, like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. And, mind you, like, our kids are, like, on the wrong side of America for their for their naps We're <laughs> completely different, like time schedules. Like the kids are like starting to fall apart. Like, you know, we lose Addie's arm down the, <laughs> like, they're just, they're falling apart. And I just, I'm like, I'm, fl- I'm Mr. Chill. I-, I go with the flow. I'm flex. Chris is like, Dude, we have a schedule <laughs> and don't depart from the schedule because this schedule is here to help us. And I'm, and so we have all these things, check marks to make on our Monday, the last Monday that we're there, we're leaving the next day and we still need to see this and this and this. And, um, we kind of like, we hadn't had lunch. It's later in the day, the kids are crying. And I remember just being so frustrated and we're starting to just nitpick at each other. Uh huh. And I remember like, there's kind of a, we just kind of blew up, but not, not in a nasty way. Just like I'm like, go silent. Chris is like, hmm. You I could know? tell
3: he was done. And my tendency when when he's done, he's ready to just like Throw in the towel on the plan and, like, just – See, but
4: see how our language? Throw in the towel.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're giving up. You're failing. You're (laughs) failing. right.
4: See, but do you see, like, that's – That's my
3: lens. I'm like, he's giving up on this plan Mm -hmm. because to me it's, like, a challenge, right? Like, we can do this. Like, it's okay. We have a two- and three-year-old and we're going to make it and we're going to make memories.
4: We're going to push through (laughs) and you're going to have fun. Yeah,
3: Yeah, that's my (laughs) tendency. So, like, as he's, like, getting – More and more annoyed. I'm getting happier and happier, like trying to, like, you know,
4: play into this. Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we're having a great time. No, we're not. (laughs) So, so like the part, and this is kind of like to answer your question. What helps us is I kind of stood back and said, okay, what's happening right now? I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm really frustrated. Why? Because my expectation is, if the kids are falling apart, how do we? My way of solving the falling apart is not by saying, let's push this through. I said, let, you know, let's just amend the plans. Let's make sure we eat and let's just go, go back to the the room early. It's fine. If we don't (laughs) see everything, you know, we saw a whole bunch of great stuff and hers is the opposite. We'll just push through and the kids will enjoy it. We'll take pictures even if they're crying. It's okay. And they'll
3: never remember five years from now that they didn't have a nap that day. They'll just have pictures and be so thankful that we got to see the things that we endeavored to see. Right. So, both
0: very way- logical points of view. Totally. <laughs> like, you could just pick a side depending on your personality type. Sure.
4: Totally. It's exactly it. So, I, I remember we found this, uh, this little restaurant on Wall Street and um, it was super good. And I was sitting there kind of still like smoldering. <laughs> and I turned to Chris and I said, Hey, baby, I am sorry. I am being a grump and a brat. And and I said, I'm realizing. And I just kind of told her what I'm seeing about the situation, about how I'm seeing it, my expectations, how I'm handling it, mm-hmm. and how she's handling it. Yeah. And and by talking about it meta, like mm. this is the way mm-hmm. that I'm trying to handle it. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a jerk just to be a jerk. It's just that I'm trying to solve a problem mm-hmm. a different way than you are. Mm. Yeah. And we're not yeah. connecting. And, and that- then
3: my walls came down immediately, mm-hmm. you know, and either one of us could have chosen to break the cycle and he took the high road and he was the one that broke the cycle. <laughs> and But immediately my walls came down and I was like, oh, I'm sorry too. Like I, I know I'm just pushing through and I know that's even more frustrating for you when I'm not flexing and, you know, and just mm-hmm. – it was like – so that's I think some of the ways that it's helpful for us, you know, when we're able to – Um, recognize what's going on and talk about it in the moment and shut down the cycle pretty quickly.
0: Hmm. And is that something that you like recognizing that cycle? I'm sure you guys would have done on your own, but like seeing couples do these cycling things (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you see um, is, does that make it helpful for you to go like, uh, "See, we're doing that thing that everyone does?
3: Yep. Oh yeah. Cause we're normal. We're just like everyone else. Right. We have the same cycle and we can totally point it out in ourselves.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, when we do it couple after couple after couple and we point it out and we help them see it, it's Mm -hmm. very, it's, it doesn't take very long to notice it in yourself. And really it just means being aware of -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Like we, we constantly are, are helping couples stay present with themselves. I know that sounds like super meta, I guess, but, (laughs) but, um, being aware and mindful of their own physiological changes yeah. or emotional changes that would help so much. Mm. We call it taking emotional inventory. Yeah. Like for instance, um, like if you have a super hard day at work and, um, and you come straight home without breaking that, like severing the hardness of work into the hardness of being a parent mm-hmm. or difficulty of being a parent and a husband, like what you'll do is you'll just carry that stress in. Mm-hmm. So taking emotional inventory, allowing your spouse inside of that process with you, like, "Hey, baby, I am feeling very just a little bit overwhelmed. Can I have a breather? Can I just can I have like ten minutes just to catch my breath, and then I'll connect with you and take over f- for you while whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just doing that helps so much. Yeah, um, totally." So.
1: But even Big to time. like recognizing if he does when like if that happens in our own marriage, when he does that, it's so much easier for be like, Oh yeah, like take the ten minutes to like mm-hmm. dis- versus like just being distant and not knowing what's going on. It's like the different grace of like, Oh, you've uh, got a plan, you're aware, absolutely. we're headed towards a solution, like let me help you get to a solution mm-hmm. that'll benefit all of us, you know. Right? It makes you like immediate teammates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good way mm-hmm. to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's really good. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. I mean, what is, what do you think is one of the more common, um, issues that you are helping say young married couples since that, I assume that's the majority of the people that you're working with young ish, like under five years, of uh, marriage you know, that is,
3: it's interesting. Like that was our primary demographic, but we have couples, um, when, well, you know, initially when we first started, sure. But we have couples from all ages. I mean, I would say the majority of our couples are like maybe 50 years old and under, but we have some that are older than that. Um, But yeah, I would say probably like that between 10 and 15 years married is probably Mm -hmm. where a a bunch of our couples Mm -hmm. are.
0: Okay. Now, so I I, kind of have a two-parter question that I'm very curious about. One is like, what is something the most common thing that you see couples married couples struggling with but i am mm-hmm. interested if that ch- if you've seen any noticeable change from like uh early on married couples to say a decade plus to you know the ones mm. who have been married a lot longer if there are any um you know things that correlations or statistical things that yeah uh, this demographic is struggling with this typically or anything like mm. that
4: absolutely yeah So, um, we, when we first onboard a a couple, normally we do an assessment to find out where they are in their marriage. And it really does give us a lot of information so we can kind of really quickly diagnose what's going on. Um, the assessment is called prepare and enrich. Oh yeah, it's been around. We for love life. prepared. We've yeah, yes. we've done it with
1: some. Nice. Pre-married. It's funny to take it as a pre-married, and the things that it predicted are still true. Like you yeah. know, yes. it, the areas it was
0: like, ah, you're probably gonna have some difficulty here. We're like, nah. <laughs> nah. But well, I also I, okay. He I was, was the also rose very high boy. in idealism, so.
1: Well, I was <laughs> yes. like, yes, I foresee that being true. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: <laughs> that's true.
2: So you know exactly what, what
4: what what I'm gonna say. Uh-huh. So, um if you remember your relationship dynamics page, where if, if your assertiveness is low, Mm -hmm. um, and this is generally what we find, um, most couples have a difficulty being assertive. Mm
2: -hmm. Very
4: rarely do I see someone that's all the way up to the top. Mm -hmm. And assertiveness of course, is just being able to ask for what you need or want in the relationship. The more you're assertive, the more confident you are. And the more confident you are, the more assertive you are. So it's a positive cycle.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But um, the, okay. So your your question was, what's the difference between young married couples and couples that have been married a long time? Oftentimes, you can have low assertiveness and it not, and you don't have a ton of uh, things you're avoiding early on.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh. You kind of
4: you talk about stuff. There's not a, as much baggage yet.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or very, There's not a lot to avoid, right? Yeah. So,
4: sure. yeah. for instance, the trigger isn't as sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you haven't developed any like wounds. You know, from you know having long list of longer laundry lists of uh, things that unaddressed mm-hmm. in right, the marriage. Yeah, you know, this this is an irritant to me, and I wish you just more mindful and this and this and this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when we have a young married couple they're not really avoiding things they don't have a lot of baggage so to speak mm-hmm, some sure, yeah. not yeah, true yeah. but
0: generalizations yeah. here
4: right yeah. so if but if they haven't worked on communi- really solid communication in their marriage what will happen is they'll have needs and they can't if they can't express those needs then they have to avoid those needs mm-hmm. and needs don't just go away
2: right
4: generally <laughs> Normally they're going to stick and then they're gonna, you're going to have more – you're going to start feeling controlled. So I like mm-hmm. to give the analogy if you're avoiding things, um, you kind of kick yeah. it under the rug and act like it's not there, right? And then we have to walk around the rug hmm.
2: yeah.
4: and that rug just kind of like, you know, grows <laughs> and grows. And you have this big huge lump in the middle of your living room after a while
2: mm-hmm.
4: and you're having to walk around farther and farther in order to not like mess up what's under the rug. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Totally. So you start feeling more and more controlled. Yeah. And you start feeling more resentment toward the person. Is this person the person
0: is this the like the spouse who is, say, suppressing their needs, is the other person feeling more and more controlled? Absolutely. Most can of you the explain time. why yeah. that would be?
3: Yeah. So it actually goes both ways. The person who is suppressing their needs will start to feel controlled because they're avoiding and therefore they're feeling dominated by their partner. Hmm. They're they feel like, you know. I can't talk about that thing in the middle of the rug, so I have to walk around it. Um, now, the other person can start to feel controlled as well because they're it they're controlled by silence, right? Uh, you won't talk, you won't talk about it. You're avoiding it. Like I, I please just, talk about it. I
4: just had a couple recently um that she um had has learned from him that it's not safe to talk about it because he he is um, kind of er – he erupts, Mm.
2: Mm. right?
4: So she shares and he's erupted a few times when she was vulnerable, when she got to a place of vulnerability. So an eruption will will start to really shut her down.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that's probably a pattern that we see where, you know, younger married couples might have lower levels of assertiveness but not so much avoidance because there's not not a lot to avoid yet. Whereas the – couples who have been married maybe 10 plus years have built up some stuff under that rug. And now they've been walking around it for a while. Another pattern that we see is um, premaritals often – you mentioned this, Jenna. Premaritals often have those rose-colored glasses on. Um, They think in terms of superlatives and, um, you know, they're just – it's
4: that Um, idealism. I've never found anything about my husband that I don't like.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that sentence. I remember I was like, well, I can listen from just two (laughs) sessions with y'all that I think are going to bother you if you want me
2: to.
4: (laughs) Right? His mustache at 20 wasn't as good (laughs) as.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, we see that rose colored glasses score, you know, sky high for premaritals compared to, you know, 10 years in. We rarely see a lot of idealism 10 years in.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's interesting in our culture, one thing we found, because we did the premarriage, is usually what we did this with. And it was, yeah. um, they would, I would almost say that idealism masqueraded behind hope. Where they would, because we have such a hope-focused culture. Oh, sorry, small child. Yes, that's okay. Hi, Hi, Bubba. You can say hi. Hi, Bubba. Oh, Oh, hi! hi. (laughs) No clothes on, too. Okay. Did you go to the beach? Did you go to the beach? We saw a dead sea turtle. Yeah. It wow. washed up on shore.
0: <laughs> it was massive. Whoa. And they had oh a burial. Oh The, yep, the lifeguard. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm going to piece out you. real quick and diaper him. I'll be back, but keep going. I'll Love be, you, I'll son. Be back Sounds good. How <laughs> <laughs> so cute. He's a doll.
2: So oh as
0: the question about uh, idealism, I, uh, especially in a culture of like, well, yeah, uh, uh, I think one of the questions on there was like, um, do I think we're going to have any like significant issues or something uh, similar mm. to that? Um, yeah. And the people like, well, I don't, I don't want to expect that we're going to have significant issues, you know, and what does that even mean? <sighs> right. But what would you say is the uh, problem with super high idealism early on?
2: Mm. Mm. Cause it feels That's
0: like, Oh, this question. could just be hopeful, you know?
3: Yeah. Well, maybe they're, they're also trying to avoid the hurt from their own upbringing. Mm. Um, Cause even in, conservative Christian churches and hope-filled cultures, the numbers are the same. You know, about mm. half, it's a little wow. less than half yeah. now of, of the marriages are ending in divorce. And so half the people that come to us, half the people that come to you have parents that divorced. And mm. so they probably, or any they didn't divorce, I'm sure a lot of the people still dealt with um, you know, the high conflict parents. And so they're probably wanting to shut down the idea of ever having significant conflict in their own marriage because they don't want to be anything like their parents or their upbringing.
4: Yeah. And high idealism, I think is rough because I think it, it's, it's based upon like, oh, so I get married because of course that's what I'm expected to do. And, you know, it's going to be wonderful because I see all the movies depicting it and it's going to be perfect and gorgeous and you know, live happily ever after. But I think that's a misunderstanding of really what marriage is about.
2: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm.
4: about sanctification.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
4: about, it's about accepting and giving influence
2: that's good. and allowing mm.
4: you yourself to be influenced by the other. That's very different from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right.
0: Scary. And that and, process can be super painful. Right, yeah. Like
4: who right. said that like becoming one flesh wasn't a bloody process. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So when we go into it, like, Hey, cause okay. So in our culture, compatibility is like the, the most important aspect. Yeah. And really what people mean by compatibility is like, I come to this marriage, you come to this marriage. We live together. We have sex together, but don't try to change me. We're so compatible That we can just live in harmony without Mm
2: -hmm. people
4: you trying to change me or me trying to change you, we could just be happy. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is well, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Because God brings very different individuals together in order for them to become their better self.
3: Right. Mm.
4: Right? It's it's to it's to help them become a more complete version of of them right God has an ideal of you mm-hmm. a perfected self and God's trying to move you down that path path mm-hmm. to to you know what he sees your potential could be
3: and that idea of compatibility is not biblical I mean being equally yoked is biblical and so there's stuff you mm. need to find in someone spiritual
4: know. compatibility spiritual
3: compatibility but right. in terms of just like the rest of the day-to-day stuff, like, it's its really about sanctification. And if you can have that concept of marriage in mind before you get married, then you should be expecting some significant hurdles down yeah. the road. And, and
4: let me, like, kind of – qualify what I was saying about compatibility. Yes. You need to enjoy being a friend and you need to be attracted. (laughs) And okay. So you guys get that. Like, but if you're, if you have all those things and you're like, this is amazing. And I can't believe I'm marrying my best friend. You have all these wonderful things going on. That's awesome. So God's putting you together Mm -hmm. to do this, you know, to have a marriage. And then you go from that into that process of becoming
3: more you know, and more like Christ. What God,
4: because yeah. really, like I like what um, Tim Keller says in in the book The Meaning of Marriage. It's like I recognize in you what God is trying to make you, and I want to join God in that process mm-hmm. of helping you become what God wants you to become. Yeah, I, and that's really what marriage is. I'm mm-hmm. helping her, trying to recognize her strengths and how supporting her in her weaknesses. To help her become everything that God wants her to become, mm-hmm. and that's what marriage is. Mm. Yeah.
0: And do you do that by pointing out where the weaknesses are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the,
3: the growth areas?
2: <laughs> yeah, so baby you have a lot where... of problems.
0: <laughs> 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 no, it's good. And I had asked um, them what, why is idealism, why why is idealism unhelpful sometimes um. in the beginning of marriage? And so that was a theory. Mm. Uh,
4: and and yeah. pointing that out. That, what's that uh, quote that says, you know, like, are we showing?
3: Oh, yeah. So often we live in uh, a a culture that sees Christ-like character on one end of the spectrum or the other. We either see Mm -hmm. the need to be full of grace or we see the need to be full of truth. But really Christ was full of grace and truth. So we don't want to show grace at the expense of truth, but we also don't want to preach truth at the expense of grace. We need to be full of both. And that's Mike what we need to do Rock. in our marriage too.
1: <laughs> that's good.
0: Yeah, that sounds really hard.
3: <laughs> it is hard. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's hard. But that's the aim, right? That's, yeah. that's how you get sanctification and grace all in one.
0: Oh, that's good. Have, uh, have you guys ever gone to therapy? Yes.
1: yes, we have. It's yeah. So this idea, I don't know, it's funny finding more and more like debunking the idea that you have to have a big problem to like go to therapy or like <laughs> no. your marriage is on the deathbed. We're like, no, guys, like it's been the best breakthroughs or like. Yes. It almost feels like um sometimes – well, I would say a massage for your marriage. I was going to actually...
0: say a uh, colon cleanse. A
1: colon cleanse. <laughs> that is a more like – A colon cleanse. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm going to yeah. use that. That is so good. Get all that crap yes. out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <that's, Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is great. great.
2: Oh, I know. I love it.
3: No, it's true though. Like so we actually – um. We realized the benefit um, when I was in school to be a therapist, you have to have a certain number of hours of your own personal therapy in order to get a license. And or to graduate from grad school. Each state has its own licensing requirements. But mm-hmm. for my program, you had to have a certain number of therapy hours. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, grew up very sheltered, like haven't had any trauma. We're good. I, I don't know what yeah. I'm going to address.
2: it on.
0: Yeah.
3: Right? Yeah. Like- it's going to be a boring <laughs> session for you, sir. <laughs> uh- <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. Like, man, there was so much to dive into. Yeah. And then I invited my husband of what? two years at the time or something, something like and that. into session. And man, there was so much to dig into there. And it's been awesome. I'm so thankful that we and, had to do it because it, it showed us the, the And benefit. I was very
4: reluctant. Too, he was. Because I, I thought the exact same thing. Like, there has to be a massive issue for it to be worth my time.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm like, this, this, just, this chick going to ask me some questions about my marriage. I'm going to be like, <laughs> we're good. But like, oh my <laughs> – Oh my word it did open our eyes in in a lot of a lot of ways. Totally. It really did. Is and there I'm anything
0: pro- you would mind sharing that you can recall that um kind of it was either a revelation to you guys about your relationship or about yourselves that really like moved your marriage forward?
3: Hmm. Yeah, um so one of the things I dealt with early on, I was a young therapist. I was 21 when I was, when I was wow. a <laughs> became a therapist for the first time. Um, so I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome and mm. insecurity. Um, I taught at a college in Reading. And when I walked in the break room, like the staff break room, one of the custodians thought I was a student and told mm. me like, you know, this is only for staff. You know, like so I had this yeah. like – all these really big barriers in my mind about about imposter syndrome. And so um, I dealt with a lot of those issues. And um, man, I had a lot of breakthroughs. Um, I did actually a form of trauma work around issues related to imposter syndrome, even though I didn't Categorize them as trauma, um, but man, it was it was so impactful. Um, I had some target memories. I was a student at Parsons Junior High, and I had some target memories at Parsons that I worked through in um, EMDR. It's a type of um, trauma yeah. therapy, and wow, like it was so impactful. Um, it was it was revelatory. So mm-hmm. I would say, man, even if you haven't had issues that you would categorize as trauma or any like huge broken places in your upbringing, like I assure you, you are broken, <laughs> you know, so yeah. go and get some resources on board and work through some healing. I can't
4: tell you how many ministers and uh, just people or high achievers that come and don't have huge issues, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quote unquote. but right. But we just sit and, and it's funny. Sometimes we're like, so what, you know, what do you want to focus on in the session? And they're like, dude, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, what's funny is I've never had a session and I can really say that never. I've never had a session where just like, oh, well, um, you know, you want to make coffee instead? Like,
0: (laughs) like, I guess you're good to go, man. There's nothing there.
2: Right.
4: We've always found something. Mm -hmm. Always, always. Mm -hmm. And there's always a takeaway and there's always homework Mm -hmm. to work on. Because, um, yeah, it's it's really powerful, and I yeah. any who whoever hasn't experienced it needs to either yeah. personally or even as a couple. Because if you want to go the next level, if you're doing big things, yeah, you need um you need you need help.
3: And we've yeah. said time and time again that because uh, like the main issue that people do reach out to us uh, for is, is stuff related to broken trust and um, sexuality issues. But we do have a handful of clients that are just coming in for maintenance, for growth, for vision casting. Mm-hmm. They're going into a, a season of intense ministry where they just want to make sure that they're well. And we say time and time again, like, yeah. oh, we love those clients. It's like, like, okay, we do, want more do, of that.
4: Defining your goals, so defining crazy. where you're going, and then asking what are the roadblocks? What are the challenges mm-hmm. right here and right now?
2: Yeah, I'm and
4: a... and then working around those things and developing strategies and a plan and a path to get to those places and mm-hmm. those and meet those goals, it's so exhilarating.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so yeah. good. That's great, guys. Yeah, we uh, we. And getting therapy, getting therapy on and off. Usually, what we'll do is, um, when we hit our own roadblock of like we've been talking about this same thing so many times uh, and we cannot no. hear each other. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to hear what you have to say, and all I can hear is myself. So,
1: and it's interesting, mm-hmm. even when we can say like I'm saying this, and I think you translate it to that because, like, based on what he said, he's yeah, like I do. Right. And it doesn't matter still. You can't like, you're like, yep, Yeah, nope, that's nope. right. Yes. That's what we're not hearing. And we're like, we still can't figure this out. we can't figure this out. And
0: yeah. Pretty much every time what we've gone to therapy and ha- and brought these issues, it has been like I you know I want I want the guy to tell Jenna all the places that she's wrong and I'm right. I mean ideally, um, and I know I'm sure it's vice versa. But it's always like I don't
1: usually feel that way. Oh, she, is much,
0: she is much better. Than me. No. <laughs> um, no, that is that is what I'm usually thinking though. But it's always winds up being like, hey, where's this where where's this pain coming from that's surfacing in the middle mm-hmm. of this conversation that you have? Yeah, and so that yeah. like the um, no I didn't have big traumas growing up really sheltered conservative Christian home like I have all those same answers and yet yeah. like I was in one session where it was like I remembered a memory that wasn't um, it it wasn't, I, I could tell anybody about this memory and I had, and it was like no big yeah. deal, quote unquote. I cried for like 20 minutes over mm. that memory. when Once I connected <sighs> to the pain of it, like as a kid and it was, mm-hmm. it was nuts. How, and I don't know all the ramifications of that. It was around a certain topic. Um, but mm-hmm. the, I, I've, I've been learning as I've been diving into like trauma narrative and things like that with the Allender Center. I don't know if you've heard of Yes. Them. We yeah. love
3: the Allender. Oh, Dan oh, Allender.
0: So, yes. So fantastic. But yes. how much like, um, the neural networks in your brain start connecting mm-hmm. as you start sharing a, 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 painful story we can call it traumatic some people have an aversion to that because they're like it has to look like this but a painful memory that as you share it and you have the attunement of some other person listening in on it and being the care and grounding that you need to be in the midst of that painful memory Mm -hmm. like connecting the left and right hemispheres connecting the cortical brain to your limbic brain all this stuff that is like neurobiologically healing healing as you share a painful memory Mm -hmm. and that's so Mm -hmm. much of what our um any of Mm -hmm. our sessions have been about is um, when we had an issue he would focus on jenna hit some painful memories that were just unresolved there would be Mm -hmm. tears there would be like re like reframing that memory seeing that memory Mm -hmm. through the lens of comfort feeling um some comfort and then doing the same thing for me and then we come Mm -hmm. back to each other with the same exact issue, with the same exact situation, and we're yes. we're different people when we show back up mm. at this because we uh-huh. have taken care of the things that have really been at the forefront of our minds and in front right. of our eyes as we've been fighting. Yeah. It's been right. that, that's
3: exactly that, right,
0: and that kind of stuff you just don't do when you're just like standing in the kitchen, you know, right? Debating no. an issue. exactly,
4: it Ugh. takes training, you know, yes. to like to really start seeing that in yourself, but. Mm-hmm. Right but that's why you'd go to someone that Mm -hmm. I I forgot. I think it was Nietzsche. It it might not have been, but it says, you know, we're the, we're the worst observers of ourselves. Mm. Mm. And I do agree with that. Sometimes (laughs) we can learn a lot about ourselves, but like, yeah, we miss a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, like, when you understand, like you go to that memory, you receive that, that comfort, you receive that empathy, understanding, And then you see how it's connected to how we react yeah. now.
2: Mm-hmm. how
4: like this little inner child, um, you know, this part of myself down deep, reacts when when this is said or when that's touched. Mm-hmm. And then just to see how, oh, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I
4: see that. That makes yeah. sense.
2: Mm-hmm. That
4: they're, it's so amazing. then then you can have compassion when you react that way instead yeah. of being angry at yourself for reacting that way. You're like, exactly. okay, this is just me. And that's how we can start that healing process down deep and allowing God in to that place. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So good.
1: Oh that is really good. Thanks guys. You yeah, have, thanks so much. You've earned wow. all, I can I can see some of the fruit of all those initials after <laughs> your name. Oh my word.
0: <laughs> oh my word. So you guys. Great. Like okay, so, so before we um end, can you tell people um how to how they reach you guys, how they find your resources, all that stuff?
3: Sure. Yep. They can go to com, And um, they can also type Dear Young Married Couple into their podcast platforms or YouTube. Amazon, YouTube, all the places, Instagram. And um, we love connecting with couples just like you. So reach out, connect with us. And um, we'd love to be part of the same family.
0: That's great. Now, this is kind of a tradition of ours. We like to end with an awkward sex story. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> oh, did you really? I was thinking.
1: Oh my gosh, that is—you were officially the first people we didn't give a heads up to. That was my. Bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: Okay. okay let, me think. let me
1: give a little context we found that like the idea of debunking idealism when people hear it it's actually healing to be like oh my gosh we've done things like that too it's not like someone else has a perfect because a lot of people think other people don't have these awkward yeah, moments like that we do our, uh-huh. our
0: married life is comprised fully of starting to make out in the hallway pushing each other up against the wall and <laughs> then it just ends <laughs> in rolling over
4: smoking a cigarette
0: afterwards oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> surgeon general
1: does not approve of that part
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, okay. an awkward
3: sex story. I'm
4: trying to think. <laughs> Truly <put laughs> what, what do we
3: want to share on on air where clients right, yeah. might hear it? Um <laughs> what do you have one? Oh man. I have stuff in mind and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to share that. <laughs> Here's where vulnerability comes into play.
4: One time I remember um and this is like, yeah. So I was, so okay. So when you're, oh, I know Chris is really nervous. I'm
1: right like, now. what is
2: here? To share?
4: <laughs> so like, I I think guys in general are just like not mindful at the beginning of their marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, we I grew up with boys. You know, we rough and tumble and smack and you like, you know, like we're just rough. What picture
3: are you painting here? Baby? And I,
4: yeah, <laughs> just calm down. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your amygdala getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, um, I remember just like, like just jumping in bed and like, Totally like elbowing her or hurting her, and <laughs> and I remember like just that, and I don't know if that's awkward, but that was just like a huge learning. Like, I remember and I remember that. like we look back now mm-hmm. and laugh like you're, you were so rough,
3: and I was so <laughs> upset too. I was like, this is supposed to be like a tender moment. You're supposed to be pursuing
4: me and being gentle. And you're not like, caring about me i'm like right. well, i was just getting in bed <laughs>
0: just, like, jumping diving oh, into yeah, the like, elbow to
4: the
1: face is the quickest way to end any yeah. <laughs> romantic encounter <laughs> it's yeah. like, i'm so
4: excited you know yeah. like,
1: I was like, I don't feel cherished. I don't feel
4: <laughs> I don't know if that would... I don't know if that would be awkward, but that was definitely like...
3: That's good. One of those no, faux yeah. pas at okay, the was, beginning. Was
4: the, does that fit the awkward like... Yeah, yeah no, one of the I,
3: many faux pas.
4: Right. No, that's kind of what
0: we're looking for is just like when sex... It wasn't sexy, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean that. I we have countless oh uh, stories of that very thing. Only it's Jenna that. Uh, yeah, I definitely conscious. cut
1: him in on his face once with my toenail and sex. Oh my <laughs> word! Right.
4: I don't how would you manage that? I
1: turned to do a swift move, swift kick, and I was like, oh. a swift kick. Like, no was no. that
4: one of those positions you were talking about?
0: <laughs> that was at the Different. back
4: of the deck, yeah. I had, and I had it the, turned
0: the wrong way. <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
4: Oh, Wrong side
0: like up. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, thank you yeah. guys so
0: much yeah. for jumping on with yeah. us. It's been cool reconnecting Aww. with you after yeah, ten, for 10 sure. years.
1: First year so t- text us Seriously. the next time you're gonna be in ready. It'd be so fun to have y'all oh, Okay. Awesome. We will. We'll do. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. we'll
3: Aw well, we love what you guys are doing. We've listened to a few of the episodes and we're just gonna be listening to more. And man, keep doing it. We need a lot more people like you on the you know, in the marriage realm helping folks
4: being real uh, and and addressing difficult you know stuff that people have a difficult time talking about
3: exactly and uh, Mm -hmm.
4: we love joining forces with you guys to help keep marriage the most important relationship in the world
0: yeah yeah it's good all right love you guys we cherish you you guys. guys
1: You said cherish, I was like, I want to, use to cherish more.
3: <laughs> we, feel the, we feel it. We feel the love and cherish.
0: Man, I like them a lot. And
1: Clarissa is so genius. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not her name. Um, Adam and Carissa, their dear young married couple, go find them.
1: Can we actually start again? I don't want to make that joke. Okay. It-
0: Man, I like them a lot. Yeah. I miss hanging out with them. That was, it was always a good time. And uh, I want to point you back to their stuff. So, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. Um, and I'm sure they have an Instagram and uh, they have those cool sex expectation cards that we talked about. Um, go check out their podcast. There's like so many great episodes and. Yeah, just dive into their stuff and heck, get counseling from them because they're really good at that too. Yeah. So, anyways, loved it. Love them. Love, Love you.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> stop.
0: Jinx. You owe me a Coke Zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In the words of Audrey. <laughs>